What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the hardworking happy hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. I guess we just start talking now. Oh, we start talking now. <laughs> Episode has started. Yay. How you been? Oh, I've been I've been pretty good. We had a week off, so hopefully uh, we have a lot to talk about and catch up on. Yeah, I still I still saw you. Oh, did you? Yes, at work. Because mm. we just took a week off of the podcast. Seems suspicious. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, we got an exciting episode this week. Well, first of all, let's say I hope everybody had a great Labor Day. Yeah. Did you? Um, I did. Did you? I think so. Yeah. I think on Labor Day, I went to Costco. Oh, they're open on Labor Day. Oh, yeah. Might have been Sunday. I forget. But uh, okay. oh, they get you there. <laughs> they really do. I even sure said, do. I don't even really need that much. It's more of a, more of a social outing for me. <laughs> $1,100 later. That's pretty, pretty incredible. I know. I got Your TV, wife sent me a picture of you it. walking in the door with a Kirkland sweatshirt on, holding a TV, so yeah. with a big old smile on your face. <laughs> oh, I was so happy. I was really <laughs> just in my element. I love that place. I really do. Uh, so that's probably what I'll do this weekend. Anyway, what is that beer not good? Something's wrong with it. Yeah. Yours was fine? Mine tastes fine, yeah. Okay. Something was wrong with that beer. Okay. That's a shame. Anyway. Anyway, uh... Yeah, I hope everyone had a great Labor Day. Did yeah, you? Yeah, I did. That's did awesome. Yeah, yeah, we just <laughs> went over that. Okay. All right, moving on. Anyway. <laughs> moving on. Social media strategy. Yes. So we haven't talked about social media in a while, which I feel like is one of the things that we know a little bit about. Yeah. We're pretty in it. We're in it. We're in it. We're, we're on it. it. We're on it and um, we're in it. Yeah, and we haven't talked about it in a while. So yeah. I thought it'd be a fun little exercise to talk about how to create a sustainable social media strategy. Because I feel Love like that. a lot of people get in their heads about like, oh, social media just comes naturally. Like as I'm doing something, I'll think to pick up my phone, grab it, record something and post it. It's like, you know, it's just supposed to be part of your life. Like that's just what I'm showing. But then if you have that mentality, it never happens. That's true. And so it's good to create like a strategy around it. Absolutely. And it can just feel like you're like meandering and you know, yeah, I should be on there. I should yeah. be posting videos, but it's a little like ambiguous for most people. Right. Uh, they're just kind of doing it haphazardly, which can still bring a lot of benefits, you know, if you're yeah. posting, but it's also hard to like scale that. Sure. So if you're on site, you're a small company and you're the one that's like filming it and posting it, uh, it's a lot easier. Once once you get a little bit bigger, uh, it can be tough if you're not on site every day. If, uh, you know, there's just a lot of stuff happening, mm -hmm. it can be difficult to keep up with that. So that's especially when it's important to have a strategy and, uh, and it just helps like clear your mind up, you know? Yeah. And it's just one of those things when you have a strategy, you're kind of forced into a routine yes. that you then like it stays top of mind. You know, you have to do it. You can write it on your whiteboard what you want to get done or, you know, make a calendar for it. So yeah. it's just an easier way to keep it organized rather than because I, I, I mean, I feel like that's just the trap of everyone thinking like, oh, social media. It's just like these things happen naturally and and, you know, not that much time goes into editing it. You just pop it up on the Internet or whatever. So, yeah, we'll go over all that because there's a lot obviously to it. But and even if people are a little bit more established, it's still good to have like a strategy and reevaluate it every once in a while. Yeah, like, for sure. What exactly are we trying to get out of this? Yeah. Um, you know, we're getting eyeballs, <clears throat> but are we getting the right eyeballs? Are we saying the right message? All that kind of stuff right. goes into the strategy. But you did most of the research on this yes. one. So I am also looking forward to learning about this. Yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so um, much. So why don't we start off by saying like kind of what Premier's strategy is? Because we... We have one? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, loosely. Yes. Um, we've been doing this for a while. Yes. We have kind of advanced beyond a beginner role in the social media world because we have a videographer and an editor. Yes. Um, so our strategy is a bit different, but I do want to talk about it as 
a potential growth point if people are just starting out and they want to know like the options of what is out there. Yes. Um, and also, so people know that we have, you know, we've worked this strategy that I'm that we're about to talk about okay. to get to the point that we're at. So why don't you talk a little bit about like what we do, what our strategy is. Our strategy. So um, we, first of all, we want to be as many places as we can be, mm-hmm. um, but we also want to be engaged on these platforms. And our strategy is, um, you know, we, we've found some ways to monetize our content on these platforms by growing our audience. So uh, our main objective is to grow the audience, have engaging content that's shareable, Mm -hmm. that's relatable. And as a byproduct of that, a lot of local people will also get eyeballs on it. And that leads to um, a lot of leads that we do get. But our main objective is not geographically targeting people. It's people in the trades. It's Mm -hmm. uh, people that just have an interest in the type of stuff that we build. And we try to make the most engaging content that we can around that to maximize our audience. Um, mm-hmm. does that, is that what you were looking for? Does that make uh, sense? Yes, that's a great jumping off point. Okay. I kind of more meant like we um, are incredibly content focused. So yes. every single day we make sure that something is posted. Uh, the more the better. Sometimes we go to posting twice a day. Um, but we make sure that we are posting something every single day. Yes. Um, we are constantly brainstorming. We have kind of three people every single day brainstorming what new content we can make, what new content we can do. Uh, we are on every single platform that is available except for, uh, what is it now? X. X. And threads. And threads. And Snapchat. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess and we're, we're not on a couple. There's probably other ones. We're on the main ones. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube. Yeah. Um, and for for the sake of this episode, we'll talk more about short form content creation rather than long form, just because that's a whole different beast and something yeah. that's not super attainable for everybody because it takes so much time. So we'll kind of put that to the side. But YouTube does have YouTube shorts, so we will kind of touch on that as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we are incredibly content focused and driven and we try to pump out as much content as we can that is interesting to people. You know, not uninteresting to people. We Um, don't want that, no. uh, And like I mentioned, we do have a videographer that does the editing now. Yes. So so yeah, we have have surpassed the entry level, I would say. We are now in the... We put a lot of resources behind the content. It's a big initiative for us. It's not just post it, you know, throw up a video. Ah, what can we video? Right. You know, what can we film today? It's a lot of thought and a lot of resources and yes. a lot of effort goes into it. Uh, but I think what we're, what we're going to get at today is, is maybe uh, some ways that you can kind of take the strategy and, and maybe not, not go quite as hard. Yeah. In the paint, in the paint. Yes. Just, you know, if you're, you know, maybe just trying to take it to the next level or just maybe you feel like you're just out there kind of, willy-nilly posting things and you kind of want to have more of a strategy behind it, more of a initiative behind what you post on the internet. Yeah. So, okay. So that's what we do. But now, step one. Yes. Before you even start this new posting strategy, you need to audit what you have on the internet. Because something I see all the time is people, um, they probably transferred their... Like they had a personal page that is now their business page. That's true. So it's yeah. a lot of mixed messaging, um, which actually Premier's page, it says we are at Premier Outdoor, but it still says Sean Collingscrew. So it is technically still like more your personal page rather than for Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe for TikTok as well. Yeah. And then on Facebook, we have the business page and then you have your personal Facebook page. Yes. Um, but... This will happen a lot where people kind of transfer their business stuff and then it's still kind of, there's mixed messaging, whether it's a personal page or a business page. While ours is like, an, our Instagram would be like a personal page because it says your name and like, you know, yeah. it appears to be Sean's page. Um, 
it is still very much a business page, like with, you know, links to the website and all that kind of stuff. So when you're doing your audit, make sure that your messaging is clear. There's no mixed messaging. It's not, you know, as much as people love photos of dogs and your kids and all that kind of stuff, if it's a business page and that's all you're posting, it's kind of confusing. People are going there to see your work and then you're seeing pictures of dogs. You're like, cool, cute dog. What does their work look like? I'm not yeah. saying don't post those things, but maybe just and and sporadically. For the record, can we is is pictures of your food? Is that are we done with that? Oh, what well, definitely we're done okay. with that. <laughs> okay, like I feel like you you see that not as much anymore, but like <laughs> that used to be such a staple of Instagram, like people taking yeah. a picture of what they're eating. Interesting. It's like who cares? I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, don't do that. Don't definitely, definitely don't do that. But you bring up a good point. Okay. Yeah. Um, because. Our Instagram page, our TikTok, um, you know, it is a business page. It's mm-hmm. highlighting our work, but the picture is of me. Yes. Uh, it says my name. So it looks like I'm the one that is like, you know, I'm the one that's behind the page. Right. Um, which is good for us, but you need to evaluate uh, how you want your company to be uh, represented. Exactly. What I always like to tell people is you shouldn't necessarily be the face of everything. If most of your clients aren't going to have any interaction with you, you get what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. I think it's, it makes sense for us because you know, people will see me doing stories on there Mm -hmm. and like, you know, the rest of the crew is obviously in the stories and in the videos, but, um, Every client is going to get that interaction with me. Right. Where if you're a bigger company and your job is kind of more overseeing stuff and you're uh, doing a lot more back end and you're not uh, doing sales and you're not doing project lead and a lot of clients aren't going to have contact with you, it doesn't make as much sense to have you be the face of that page, have it more of like a business page look. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. I'm kind of 50, 50 on that because okay. I do, I am so big on the show your face thing. And I think that it does create a personal connection. So yeah. I, I, I agree that if you're not going to be the person that is dealing with it, yeah, then, you know, maybe not you just being like this, you know, overseer figurehead person persona. Um, but in that case, still show somebody's face, like show your employees if they're okay with being filmed, obviously. Um, show somebody's face. If not, face. fire them. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to give that personal connection that it is, there There are people behind this. There is a team behind this. Definitely. And, you know, let people see you and be comfortable with, you know, your team. But Absolutely. we can get into that later. That's, we talk about that more later. Okay. Oh, all right. I will. <laughs> all right, I'm done. No, you're doing great. Oh, thanks so much. Um, but again, with that, so another thing is we're trying to create something a little bit different where we are not um, just locally based. So that is part of the strategy with the way that we do things. If you are using this Instagram to just get local business, pop a logo in there or pop, you know, or if you are the figurehead and you want to be that person of the business, have yourself in there. Um, but just make sure that everything is easily identifiable across platforms. So don't have what? Nothing. I'm just, I'm doing uh, kind of like reactions towards this camera and I just kind of entertain myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so when you have, uh, you distracted me. Enough, I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Across platforms, make sure that everything is the same. Don't have like an outdated logo on Facebook and then have your headshot on Instagram. Make sure that everything is very cohesively linked to each other and easily identifiable. Um, Also make sure that if you want local business, put where you're from. I keep seeing this everywhere. I do as well. Yeah. In the bio, you have no idea where these people are from. And you're like, how are you going to get business if no one knows where you're from? Great point. Love that. Put where you're from or where you want to do business. Yes. And show your face. So get two birds stoned at once, right where you're (laughs) from on your forehead. (laughs) Why are you doing stories? It's a great idea. Yeah. It's a great idea. Okay. Um, all right. You really distracted me with the talking to the camera. Sorry. Thing. I, <laughs> might be a good clip because I do a little bit of this, like a little. 
pointing and nodding. Yeah, pointing this and nodding. This is still an audio thing, too, so you got to explain yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> well, it's a perfect time to tell people, go check out our YouTube. You'll know <laughs> what we're talking we'll about. On YouTube. These full episodes are on YouTube.com. <laughs> um, so... Okay, so, it, you know, your pictures, you're, they're all the same. Your logo or the person or whoever. Then we're moving to the bio. You're going to have where you're from, and you got to put what you do. Yeah. Put out a contact you if, your phone, if you want people calling you, which, you know, it's 2023. Do you really want people calling you? Maybe send them to an email or something. But yeah. be, think of, like, the best, punchy, concise way to describe what your business does. Like, Sean, what would you write to describe what Premier Outdoor Living does in like 10 words. We design and build unique outdoor living spaces in Southern New Jersey. Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, so that's what we write places. That's right. what I write. Yeah, exactly. it's our, kind of our bio. So we need, that's what needs to be in your bio. Don't put like a lot, which maybe this is a controversial stance, but a lot of people put gun nut in their thing on their business pages. And I'm like, why, what does that have to do with anything? Why are you putting that in your, <laughs> why is that in your business bio? Do you think that that is helping you draw in business? Yeah. That's a good point because I was... Um, you are considering putting that in? <laughs> well, I was considering putting in uh, I'm mildly addicted to uh, Nutella. Okay. And sometimes I binge on it pretty hard. <laughs> but you thought you saying, about adding that? <laughs> yeah, should I not? I don't think so. It's okay. not... If it's not rel relevant to your business... I mean, maybe in that sense, it would be like a funny little like little quippy thing. You know, thing. just to connect with all, all my other Nutella nerds out there. <laughs> yeah. You know? It might be a good way to do it. But I would avoid things that are, you know, a little more personal. Leave that on your personal page. Yeah. If you need to put that out there, put it on your personal page. doesn't really need to... You yeah. only get so much real estate to talk about your business and what it does. Like, do you really want to take that real estate up with saying other silly things? I agree. Like Nutella. And I think uh, when, when we talk about it, like an audit of what you have... Um, I think you should look at it from the perspective of somebody that has no idea who you right. are, what you do. It's their first Absolutely. time having any type of interaction with you because even us, like we can get like lost in this sense of like, yeah, the people that follow us know who we are. That beer is no good. I keep drinking it and it's terrible. Okay. Yeah. Put it over there. Yeah. Um, Sorry. It's all right. It's really gross. Now you're distracting me, but. <laughs> Look at it from that perspective because yeah. you can get lost in the fact of like, yeah, we post all the time. Like, you know, yeah. people kind of know this about us, but every person that goes to your page should be able to look at that bio and know the things that you just said, what you do, mm -hmm. who you are, where you're from. And, uh, and then an action item, like, you know, a call to action, call yeah. us, email us, whatever it is. Uh, and also just look at all of your online assets and how they'll be interpreted. So one thing that has come to my attention that we need to address mm. is on our website. So on our website, and this only pops up if you like send somebody a link to our website, mm -hmm. there's like, uh, I, don't, I don't, I forget how you even do it, but it's like the, the picture that pops up yeah. when you send someone. And it's like from the first job we ever did. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And like, so rarely do I send someone a link like in a text or, or whatever to our actual website. Yeah. So uh, it's something I saw recently and I'm like, why is this? Th I don't even think that picture is on the website, but it's like embedded in as yeah. like the, I don't know. We, we got to look into that. But okay. Yeah, we it's, will. Uh, so there's always things like that that you need to take a look at and Look at it from the perspective of somebody that doesn't know you and it's their first interaction with you because a lot of times it is. Yeah, 100%. Um, but that is another good point, talking about your website. Thank uh, you so much. You don't think about your website being part of your social media necessarily, but a lot of people, if they Google deck builder near me and it goes to your website, make sure that your links to, well, A, have it updated like you just said, Yeah. Um, but have your links to your socials on your website. Because a lot of times you'll, you, you, you find a website, you're like, all right, cool. This guy looks great. Let's, you know, let's give him a call or whatever. And it's not a business that's in business anymore or whatever. Um, but if they can, if you link it to your socials, it shows, oh, this is, they're still an open business that's doing great work. They're out here. They're active. Um, they're proud of their work. It's not just some like random website that somebody put up online. So 
it's really good to have those two things linked to each other. Create a web. Create a web. Trap people. What you want to do is you want to trap people inside of your web. Exactly. They go to your Instagram. They click that link tree and they're like, oh my God, now I'm on the YouTube. And then the YouTube links to the website and the website links back to the Instagram. (laughs) And it's just, they're in a vicious cycle. They're trapped there. Honestly, yeah, I think... You never know where those initial eyes are going to come from. It could come from Google. It could come from Instagram. It could come from TikTok. But make sure that everything is interconnected so that people can get whatever they want out of it. So you might see it on TikTok and be like, I want to just learn more about how they build stuff. So I'm going to go to their YouTube or, hey, this person is local. I want to hire them. I want to go to their website and fill out a contact form. So make sure all that's interconnected. Mm -hmm. Um because it's you want to trap people in a web of building stuff. <laughs> well, Sean, that actually leads seamlessly to my next point. Perfect. You want to know where people find you. So ask them. When, like, after, you know, you're going to work on your social media. You're working on your website. You're getting all this stuff ready and together. You put all this work into it. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm getting all these new clients. This is amazing. But I don't know where they're coming from. Ask them. We put it on our contact form. One of the fields that people have to fill out is where did you hear about us? Yeah. You can do that if you have an online portal. If it's a call, just ask people. Um, So then you know, like if people are finding you from local Facebook pages, you know that that's working and that's where you should put your attention. Put more focus on that because that's what's working. Go heavy into that. But you'll never know if you don't ask. One thing that we got recently on an inquiry was... It was, how did you hear about us? And they're like, I don't know. It just kind of popped up. (laughs) I really liked that. I was just like, I don't know what that means. Like, but (laughs) cool. (laughs) That's awesome. Did you see that one? I didn't notice that. No. Really? Oh. That's funny though. I like it. Um, Okay. And I already said, take the, okay. Yeah. And obviously, like I already said, take all the personal stuff off for a business page. I know that's hard for people to hear because they're like, everyone wants to see about me and my family and my life. And while people do, because it creates a personal connection, just make sure that you have a good balance of that. Yeah. Um, because ultimately, if you're making a business page, let it be a business page. And I think I've seen people's pages where it is a mix and it almost makes it look like they're just doing this building stuff like on the side. Mm-hmm. Like it's a kind of like a hobby. Yeah. Um, So really be mindful of that. Like I'll post pictures of my family like on a holiday or something like that because, you know, people want to know, hey, he's a family man. Right. This guy's a family man. Love that. But you don't want it to be like, all right, what what's going on here? Yeah. uh, What is this? And I feel like this really comes into play with stories because I think a lot of people will post things to their feed that are business related. But then in their stories, it's just, you know, 30 things of like their home life, which again, if you're trying to create that personal connection, that's wonderful. Do, do a couple stories like that. But if it's like 30 of like your kid's first day of school, it's like, okay, well I was here cause I wanted to hire them, but now it's just like, I'm just, I, now I feel like I'm an interloper into their life looking at their kid's first day of school. You know, it feels targeted. It's Max's Why? first day of school on Monday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> got to put it in the story. What about the raccoons that I always post? <laughs> Those are kind of funny now, but... See that funny I, song saying, that I had on there? Yeah, you did find a very random raccoon-specific yeah. song. I know, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not saying don't post first day of picture, first day of school pictures. Because I'm going to. I'm just saying if, if someone looks at your story and every single time they go to look at it, it's just tons and tons of photos of your family. It feels like, oh, I don't know this person personally. Now I'm just involved in all their family activities. Yeah. I was just trying to hire a deck builder. Yeah. You know? A balance. A balance, balance there. It. I'm not yeah. saying don't never do it because it does form a personal connection. When people are like, oh my gosh, look at this person's wonderful family. That's adorable. What a cute little boy. Uh, they would definitely say that about Max for sure. Of course he is adorable. He is. Um, I think but if, if it's there's, exclusively that, it's just a little, yeah. it's a little much. But if there is anywhere to maybe show a little bit more of that, it probably is in the stories. Still have a balance there. Yeah. But you know, you want to, you don't want when they go to your profile to look at it and half the pictures are of your family and you fishing and you at a barbecue. <laughs> like right. you want it to you be. You don't want people to have to look for your work. Exactly. Through yeah. your content. You want that to. That to shine. Jump through. out. Right. Yes. 
And I mean, there's no shame in having a business page and a personal page. If you want to share all your family stuff, just make a personal page. Yeah. People want to see your family. Maybe. No, oh, everybody wants to see people's family. Kids are adorable. Yeah. Make them their own. Well, don't make them their own, but personal, professional. <laughs> Keep them separate. Separate, <laughs> separate. Uh, that just right, brought up something for me oh, that okay. I thought of. Something that we just initiated, which I um, can't remember whose idea it was, but to do our before and after pictures and like full project finished pictures right at the top in our story highlights. So when you go to our profile, mm-hmm. you can see all that beautiful stuff right there at the top. Yeah, that was your idea. It was. <laughs> I don't remember whose idea it was. As most things, it was your idea and then I executed it. <laughs> That is so true, and that's why we're a good team. I said, Catherine, yes. I really, I think this would be cool. That really, that was a teamwork moment. We did great on that. Um, I was just kidding. I did remember it was my idea. <laughs> I know. I was I know just being did. annoying, I know like did. usual. <laughs> um, actually, I didn't have that tip on here for later, but you should, the story highlights are great, because then everything's just right there. Yeah. So. We'll get more into that later. Um, okay. So now you're done your audit. You've cleaned up your, your thing. You're looking real professional. Yeah. Step two, decide who you want your audience to be. And I know we kind of disagree on this a little bit, but you decide on who your audience, you want your audience to be. And then you can either fully cater your content towards that or partially cater your content toward that or be mindful of it, but it's kind of important to just know why you're getting into this and what you want the outcome to be. Because if you're just kind of willy nilly posting and hoping to go viral in some sort of way, usually doesn't happen. You kind of have to either decide, I just want to get local leads from this. And that's, that's all I want. I just want to get leads. Two is like, Oh, I want to connect with other contractors. I want to know you know, I feel like I have some information to offer and they also have information to offer. I want to get into this social part of social media. Three, you want to be a internet superstar viral sensation, I guess. Yes. There's probably some other options in there as well, but probably what, what part do I disagree with you on? Um, whenever I say that you should cater your content towards your audience, you say that you don't like that. What? When did I say that? You always say that. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? I don't remember. That's always what you say. You should, you always say, just make fun content that you like making and just put it out there. Oh, well, yeah, (laughs) I do want to have fun all the time because I am childlike in that way. But, um, how I look at it, I, I do think that you need to be mindful of that, um, depending on what your goals are. So I look at it like, um, number one, if I'm not enjoying the content that we're creating, then it's not going to be authentic and Mm -hmm. people can sense that. So it's not going to go well if you're just pretending to be somebody else. Like we've talked about a lot. There's really, really popular YouTube content that's very dry, informational, Mm -hmm. instructional um, that does super well. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times maybe some of our videos would do better if they were just more straightforward and dry and instructional. But... I just, I don't know. I, I don't, when we're making the video, I want to, I want to laugh. Yeah. I want to say hilarious jokes, <laughs> you know? All right. So maybe the middle ground is be authentic to yourself. Be authentic to in yourself. In a way that caters to an audience. Caters to an audience. Yes. And we're in an interesting position because, uh, we're not trying to scale the build side. You know, so yeah. we don't have to necessarily cater to those local leads because they're, they're going to come in as like an overflow of reaching the broader audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Most people that are putting in a ton of effort into creating content and um, growing the business, they want to scale the build volume with that. Mm-hmm. So that's where you need to be very specific about the geography and the location of these people. But for us, it's like we are already getting a ton of leads. Like they come in as an overflow of the broader objective of just reaching as many people as we can. So you have to evaluate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 100%. Did that make sense? Yep. Okay, thanks. Um, so if you're saying like, okay, what does that even mean? Cater my content to what my, my audience is. Like if you just want local 
leads, uh, post like all of your, your work. And then one of the hacks to like get local content shown locally is like constantly tagging. Don't like tag the person's address, but like tag where, what city you're in yeah. or different municipalities that you want to work in. Um, and then that'll keep your content kind of in a local area. If all of your content is tagged towards that local area. Yes. Um, also, the internet knows where you're from without you even trying, but like it's always trying to figure out where you're at. So like accurately. So if you see like for us, we're Philadelphia area based. Um, and I feel like my algorithm has been recently trying to figure out whether I'm from Philadelphia or New Jersey and it's showing me different kinds of content. So yeah. if you interact with other uh, content from your area, that'll also help that kind of, you know, yeah. put your local web together. That's that's one thing that's very confusing about our business is that like we're literally five minutes from Philadelphia. Yeah. Not even. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't work there. But we don't work there because <laughs> it's a different state and we only work in New Jersey. We do not cross bridges. Yeah. You have but to it's <laughs> like if you're talking about like a metropolitan that we're, we're in the Philadelphia yeah. vicinity. Yeah. But we don't work in Philadelphia or anywhere in the state that Philadelphia is in. So it's kind of confusing. It is. It definitely um, is. So anyway, yeah, but, just thought I'd throw that out there. But yeah. All right. So now you have audited your stuff. You know what you want out of social media and you know who your audience is going to be. Step three is get all your stuff together that you're going to use. Um, whether it's cameras, we use phones for a lot. So phones are great. Um, whether you need more like GoPros for time lapses. And that kind of goes along with figuring out how, like what kind of content you want to get. So we will get into that more yes. in a little bit. But make sure that you have everything that you need readily accessible. If you need a tripod, have that handy. We uh, I'm don't make it at a tripod. Now. Make it a dew pod. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? I got it. I did okay, get it. I like that good, one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, I'm looking at it right now. What, are, there what is would you no call tripod, these things? Only do or do not pod. Yoda. You <laughs> said that. Do or do not. There is no try. I know. I was just kidding. Oh. Um. Do or do not pod. Yoda really cares about content. There is no tripod. What's that? <laughs> Sorry, I got on a hole. Yeah. What were you saying? Uh, what are these things called? It's like a... It's like a clamp it's like a grippy with a gooseneck thing. Gooseneck, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, those are super handy on construction sites. Oh, absolutely. Something you can just clamp on. You clamp um, it on. Because tripods, you're not always on even ground. They, you know, you might not always have something to... They might be too big. But these goosenecks, gooseneck things are super handy. They are super handy. Uh, one thing I think is worth mentioning, um, pretty much since the beginning, I've always said something like a GoPro is the best like first investment. Yeah. And I still think that it is because time lapses are still super engaging. Um, they're so easy to do. 100%. And they're so easy to just like set up. Like you just set it up. You just go about your business. Yeah. And then... Um, you know, even with a GoPro or similar cameras, like you can edit little clips right in an app and boom, you have a clip ready yeah. to go. So uh, it's still, I think, the best first thing to get. It's just easy. Yeah. It's that easy. was another point of this gathering your tech is decide how you're going to edit this. Like this, imagine this like first batch of content you're going to do with this new strategy. Like how are you going to edit it? Do yeah. you feel comfortable editing on your phone? Is that good enough for you? Do you want to make that next step and do like some sort of software editing, um, which is very uh, intimidating at first, but it's actually super f- easy to figure out. And you can go on YouTube and like figure out little yeah. tutorials or whatever. Um, but know that that has to be done. Like you can't just be uploading raw footage. You're going to have to edit it in some way. So figure out how you want to do that. Yeah. There are ways you can do it on your phone. There's like, there's lots of people that just do like simple editing things on their phone. So that is an option. Um, but if you're going to go out this new strategy and you want to learn something, like make sure that you, you've got a good handle on it. Yeah. Before you launch this new initiative that you're doing. Yes. And start. What do, you think? do you have it? I have. I, I, have I, 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 <laughs> I always have a, you know, a little <laughs> something to say. Um, start with small clips, like, initiate your strategy with small like daily or you know every other day kind of clips i see a lot of people that have this like grand idea like 
they, they start off too big. They're like, yeah, I'm going to document like the whole project. We got time right. lapses going and then I'm going to get a videographer out with a drone and like it's going to be edited down. It's going to be like amazing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great idea. It would probably be super cool. But then by the time like you finish the project, you're like, yeah, where are those cameras at? Like where are the memory yeah. cards that were on that? And yes. OK, now I got to edit it. And like and then by the time you might get around to having someone edit this, it's like six months later and it's it's social media is something that typically works best when it's current fresh yeah fresh current so like don't be afraid to make like the little clips of like something that might seem super simple or is just a small part of a project Mm -hmm. um start small with that and get your feet wet before you have this big idea of like this huge production that you're going to make because i hear that all the time and a lot of times i don't ever see that thing that they talk about happening yeah. Because it's just like they bite off too much. Yeah. That's a great point. And also, Thank you. not Appreciate all of your that. content has to be videos. So if you're like so overwhelmed with the idea of making tons and tons of videos all the time, it can be photos. Photos are, you know, they're they're making a comeback or whatever. Um, so yeah. you can do a mix of both. There's a lot of options with kinds of content that you can make. Definitely. Um, okay. Do we have time for me to say something else? Um, yeah, sure, man. Oh, thanks. This is half Appreciate your podcast. Let's go. Every, every, <laughs> okay. Okay. I have free range to just kind of interject whenever I yeah. oh, That's awesome. I Thank you. I appreciate Welcome that. Welcome to podcasting, Thank Sean. Thank you so much. Say whatever you want. Appreciate it. Uh, I think you need to be mindful of that balance. Video right now is so tempting for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's where you're probably going to get the most engagement, uh, meaning views and followers and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff it's the it's the best way to like go viral if that's your your idea of where you want to go with the content but something that we always need to be mindful of and the the story highlights with all our finished pictures are a way that we've done that on instagram but make sure that somebody fresh doesn't just see a whole bunch of um, in progress pictures and, mm, and videos, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. make sure that they see, okay, I see that they, they do a lot of stuff. They are in progress of things a lot, Yeah. but what do they actually, what's it look like when they're done? And that's something that we realized with our Instagram. It's like a new person, like depending when they go to our page, the last picture we posted might've been 10 posts ago and they don't see what we're really all about, which is the finished product. So uh, be mindful of that. That, yes. Thank you. That is an excellent point. And something that I have realized a lot of um, like the, the uh, content creators in our field, I've noticed, I was like, I follow these people. I have no idea what one of their projects look like. I've seen them in progress. I don't know anything. I couldn't tell you. Like I see, if I see a premiere project i'm like i know that's a premiere project if i see that that person's project i would have no idea i have no idea what the work looks like i yeah. know what it the in progress stuff looks like but great point john yeah great point. thank you appreciate um, that okay now we're gonna move on to actually making your plan oh okay we didn't do that yet no oh perfect we haven't gotten to that part we haven't gotten to the the meat and potatoes of this hopefully you're not tired yet because <laughs> we still got the bulk of stuff. the work to do yeah um so I am a planner and I love sitting down and like making a plan. Yeah. Other people might feel the same way too. So a great way to get started with this is to take a, some people do this monthly, which I don't know how anybody does this monthly, but mm-hmm. let's say weekly you sit down, um, whether it be like a Friday afternoon or like a Sunday night and you think about what's going to happen in the next week and you think, okay, I know that I have to make, let's say three clips and two photos next week. What can I do that of? I know that we're going to be framing and we'll start decking this next week. What can I make clips out of those things? Yeah. And then you write them down and you write them down somewhere where everyone can see them on the crew. So they know that it's happening. So let's say, you know, on a crew like ours, we're not always the ones doing all the building. Shocker, I know. <laughs> Sometimes we're not around when it's happening. When um, it's like the real specialty <laughs> stuff that they need to call in the big guns for, they call in the AT. Yeah, then we get called out for that. But uh, yeah. there are a lot of things that are happening when we are... We get called out a lot. <laughs> we get called out a lot. Um, so it's important to like, if you're like, okay, I need to get a clip of 
my guys running joists and they don't know that you're trying to get this clip, they might go ahead and do it. And then you're, then you're out of that clip. Yeah. And, uh, one of the things that you always get so angry about is if anybody forgets to make a time-lapse video, because you can't get that footage back. So it's one of the only things well, recently there's been a couple other things <laughs> I've gotten kind of mad about, but, uh, <laughs> I'm really becoming unhinged in my old age, yeah. but before it was only <laughs> if we miss getting content right, or, or footage gets deleted somehow, really, that really grinds my gears. Yes. So, so when you're creating this content calendar, you know, put it on whatever, put it on a whiteboard if you have that, or just keep it on a calendar. So it's top of mind and you know that these are the clips that you're going to get and let everybody know and make sure that you have everything there that you need. So if you're going to time-lapse the joist going in, make sure that you have your GoPro there ready, not like, oh crap, I left that at my house. Like, uh, guess we don't have that clip. Like yeah, make even, you can even make like a, we keep everything there all the time, but I imagine people kind of move stuff around, especially if they're on different job sites and that kind of stuff. So make a list, make what you're going to check it twice, check it twice. Uh, write down everything that you're going to need to make that clip and make sure that you have it when you need it. Yeah, absolutely. Are you thinking like, wow, this is a fantasy land of organization? Uh, What's that face no, for? <laughs> no, no. I was just in my head. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. <laughs> Sorry. I've been seeing a lot of um, content lately about like POV. You have ADHD. <laughs> just like, I'm like, yeah. I finally feel seen, <laughs> but there's no other wow. world I would like to live in than my own little fantasy world that I create in my own head. So beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, that does sound like <laughs> psychotic amount of organization. And uh, that is why sometimes I'll come up with an idea and then you have to be the one that executes it because, uh, you know, then I'm on to the next thing. So yes. Make a note of that. Yeah. Um, and just to be clear, this is kind of a fantasy land because I would love to exist in this world, but usually we don't. But because we are so content driven, we all know that we have to be making content. So we're all, and we all ha- always have everything that we need right where we are because we only do one job at a time. Yeah. So that is our workaround for this. But this is a great way to start just so it gets ingrained in you that you need to make content because if it's not already part of your daily schedule, it's very hard to just kind of willy-nilly make it happen. Yeah. Get it in there. Get content-minded. And then eventually you can go to a point where you're probably not this militant about the content you create. Yes. You'll figure out what works best for you, obviously. Yes. In the long run. Um, also, like you mentioned before, you, you, you film all this stuff and you're, everything's good. And then you're like, oh, crap, where's that memory card? Or, you know, when is who's going to edit that? I got all this cool stuff. I had a cool idea, but where even is it? Plan when you're going to edit it. If you record something, no, okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to edit tonight and it's going to be ready to be posted by tomorrow. Yeah. Or figure out when in your schedule you're, you're going to make that time to plan it because that's another thing. If you don't plan for it, it's not going to happen. You always say that. <laughs> you always say that. That's I a do. great point though um, because that's also going to help you find a balance of how much you should be filming and how much editing you can handle, like how much work you have to put into the editing. Because if you're just like filming stuff all day, you have so much footage and you have all these ideas about editing, Mm. but then you don't get around to editing it. And then the next week you film a bunch more stuff and you now just have this overwhelming backlog of content that you're like, I have no clue what to do with it. So if you're editing, I I surprise this might be a surprise to you, but uh, I, with content, always like to be very on top of it editing-wise. Like when I was doing all the editing myself, that's one thing that I would stay on top of because yeah. as soon as you're a couple days past it or whatever, it's it's hard to jump back onto it and keep up with it. So, yeah. um, And it helps you find a balance of what's realistic um, to handle and what type yes. of content you have time to edit and it'll help kind of dictate a lot of the stuff you capture once you get into editing it. If you're keeping up with it. That is such a good point. Thank you so much. When I started, uh, doing the filming and the editing, I had no idea what I was doing and I was filming absolutely everything. So then when I went to edit, I had like eight hours of one day and I'm like, okay, I know 
that there was this 15 seconds somewhere in this day that I wanted to make a clip out of. And Where then you Sean have told to, like hilarious yeah, joke. <laughs> right. Um, but then you have to sort through all of that footage, which takes an eternity. So yes. if you get better about like being on top of the editing, it also helps knowing what to film. So it's like oh, a definitely. very good symbiotic relationship where you're going to get better at both things and you'll be more strategic about what you film because you know it will work for your clip too. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I guess this is sort of unrelated, but fun history fact. Okay. Um, did you know, and I just learned this uh, through a documentary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen documentaries? <laughs> I think I might have seen a couple, yeah. Okay. Um, Norway. The country. The country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put barcodes on the side of all of their ships for the Navy. So which they can I f- Scandinavian. <laughs> <laughs> when they come back to port, yeah, they can Scandinavian. Did I ruin your joke? You ruined my joke. I was trying to set it up like it was like I learned it from a documentary. You ruined everything. How did that tie in? Where did you? It didn't at all. <laughs> but we said something about like a hilarious joke. And then I remember. Oh, that was it. Okay. That's definitely a joke I've said before. But <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered it like a couple of days ago again. Great. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> Can we delete that? And I'll say it again. You won't ruin my joke. <laughs> sure. So when they come back to port, you can Scandinavian. Right. So good. It's a really good <laughs> it's joke. It's a really good joke. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Okay. So you're at, all your content is edited. You're ready. You got it. You're sitting on it. And then you're like, okay, well, when do I post it? When is the best time of day? Do I just willy-nilly post it? You can go into your analytics or you can just Google when the best time is to post this kind of stuff, which... That's kind of getting into like the, the nitty gritty of it. You can get kind of overly obsessed with that. The, it's more important to just get it out there than to be Definitely. strategic about what time. Um, but you can go on any number of these schedulers that you can, if you have a batch of content ready, you can go on the internet, find one. There's all sorts of one like Loomly, Metrical. Um, what are the other ones? Uh, Those are the two that we currently use, but yeah, what's the uh, what's the one that's like? Uh, we used it for a little bit, but didn't like it. But it's like the original one. What's that mm, called? Hootsuite. Hootsuite. That's one. Hootsuite. Yeah. We didn't like that one. They all have their flaws. None of them are perfect. Yeah, but that's um, why we have two currently. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can go on and you can schedule your content. Usually those have something within the app that tells you like what best time it is. Like to, when your audience is the most active. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I've kind of realized recently, I've noticed that what time we post stuff doesn't matter as much as I feel like it used to. Yeah. I used to see like a much stronger correlation with time posted. Like 8 p.m. was such a good time to post. Yeah. Um, and any other time it wouldn't do as good. But it seems kind of not as applicable currently yeah just on my anecdotal evidence yeah i agree with that um just don't post in the middle of the night that's like especially if you're trying to get a local i mean we never tried it Mm, don't knock until you try it it's true um with (laughs) us we don't care about really staying local so you know we also do have that you know it's six o'clock here but it's only three o'clock in california or whatever so right time zones uh but i would say if you're trying to stay local especially just don't post in the middle of the night you should be sleeping you should be sleeping go to bed go to bed yeah crazy animal yeah all right so you got it all figured out everything's your your plan is in place you got all your content out there yes now you've been working this plan for a set amount of time, whatever you decide, three months, six months, whatever. Now you got to go in and analyze it and figure out whether it's working or not. Oh, no. It might not have worked. <laughs> oh, jeez. Ah. This is kind of the boring part if you don't care about analytics. But all of these apps have ways that you can go in on the back end and see what is working and what is not. Um, you can go crazy looking at these analytics. So, yes, you know, be mindful of that. You can, you can overanalyze things to death and that's not always the best. And we have been, we have fallen victim to that with like posting times and, and yeah. you know, it is good to analyze it and kind of figure out what's working and what's not. Um, but a lot of times for that, you can just kind of go on like the number of views that you get or what kind of feedback you get, or 
you can just completely take your analyzation off of the internet and just say, hey, have I gotten more leads this month? Great. Probably working in some kind of way. Because now I'm asking, where did you hear about us? Exactly. Because that was in step one, I right. think. It was in one <laughs> this, of the steps. This five-step plan is really, uh, <laughs> really good. Thank you. Really well put together. Uh, yeah, and I think there's a couple different ways that uh, you can go about this. I feel like I say that a lot. <laughs> there's a couple different, yeah. There's a couple different ways you can go about anything, but especially this. If you are the person that's going to be creating the content, like if you are a small company, you're on site every day, you're shooting stuff on your phone and you're going to do the, the editing on your phone and the posting and all that kind of stuff, you can kind of get an innate sense of what worked because right. you're doing the filming, you're doing the posting, you're the one that's building stuff um, and you're seeing how the videos are received. So you might be able to kind of like bypass that a little bit. It's still good to like step back, but you can get just this, this sense of, okay, these type of videos tend to do well. Mm -hmm. These ones don't. And it doesn't have to be as analytical I think where it's more important is if you have several people involved in creating the content and posting it and um, editing it and all that kind of stuff, then it's a little bit more important to like look at the numbers of what's working so that all of those people that are taking part in it are on the same page. Yes. Something about no, I was actually pointing to you that time to say that was a really good point. Oh, Sean, that was a really good point. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's probably my favorite part of this podcast when you say, Sean, that's a really good point. And I say, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Wow. You make a lot of really good points, Sean. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, anyway. So uh, we're kind of running up on our happy hour here. Okay. Uh, that five-step five process is kind of what I had written down for people to start with. The last thing that I did have was just a couple ideas generally of content. Okay. So. Hit us with it. Um, before and after. And it should probably be mentioned, this five-step plan will be available uh, on our website for $6,499. <laughs> yes. Uh, 10X. Come to our mastery class. Yeah. Gurus. Our gurus don't call themselves gurus, do they? The good we, ones We got to get the vocab down. Do they? Uh, these, di these ones do <laughs> just kidding. We don't have a class. We're just kidding. Uh, All this information is free and we kind of only know what we talk about sometimes. So sometimes. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. So ideas for content. There's like a guru, uh, like market for people that like sort of know what they're talking about. We would oh, crush it. We would kill it. <laughs> I feel like we're charismatic and like, we kind of know what we're talking about. <laughs> sort of. So like we would, Really just dominate in that, like, yeah. sort of no stuff market. <laughs> so, something to think about. Yeah, I feel like that's all it takes. Yeah, probably. All right, should I go ahead with the ideas now? Uh, you ready? I think, uh, yes, go ahead. Okay. So, before and afters. If you are just trying to get local jobs, pop those before and afters on there. People love seeing them. My number one advice, though, is post the after first. For the love of God. I hate seeing someone's, like, their, uh, their feed and it's all like the before pictures and it's like you look like you do crappy work because it's all all you're showing is before pictures so if I'm looking at it as a whole I'm just seeing the before pictures so put an after shot first because that's what people are going to see in the yeah. long run yeah what you disagree with that uh mm, I know I don't necessarily disagree with it but I don't feel as strongly as you I think if you're doing the before strongly picture first make sure you put text over top of that picture really big that says before. Okay. So it's yes. going to engage people to click on it to see what the after looks like. I do like that. I do like that. It's a great idea, Sean. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, I think uh, that's a great point because a lot of people do that and it just looks like... Yeah, because you're like, oh, I don't want to give away the goosh or whatever it's, th the saying is. Is that it? I think it's... Uh, don't take the goose with the gand don't give away the goose with the gander mm, i think it's something else i don't know i don't know but either way what came I, first I get the, the goose or the gander <laughs> i get the theory behind it but stop doing it for the love of god or catherine will find I you will find and you. hurt you I'll hunt you down and i will audit your social media um number Is two that an offer for people <laughs> 
It sounds like a yeah, free sign offer. Yeah, for my mastery class. It's free. I just yell at you a lot. <laughs> I feel like I'm in that class. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, go ahead. All right, number two, time lapses. Uh, these are just a crowd pleaser. Everyone loves seeing them. They're they easy. Do. They're quick. Um, if you can get a GoPro and pop that into your computer, it's like very little editing. You can even do it on the app. It's very simple. People love it. Classic. Simple. Also, you want me to, you're not moving around the camera a bunch. You just leave it. You just yeah. set it up and you leave it. You don't even think about you it. You want me to throw in like a really good tip for people? Definitely. Okay, perfect. Uh, little hack for if you're doing like a really small little portion of something, set up your phone time lapse in vertical format. Uh, like we just did it recently, scribing a couple pavers up to these boulders. So it's something mm-hmm. that's not going to take a lot of time. It's a very small little task, but it's kind of cool looking. Set up your phone time lapse and then slow that footage down to 50%. And it creates a very cool, almost stop motion like effect okay. with the time lapse. And uh, those videos always do very well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a great idea, Sean. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel like I have to say it. Yeah. Um, you do. Tips and tricks. If you are trying to appeal to other contractors, that's great. But also for homeowners, if you're like, giving you know if you're like a a roofing guy and you give a what give tips on like how to preserve the longevity of your roof or something i cannot think of an example at the moment but some sort of tip like that where people are like oh wow i feel like i got something out of this social interaction people love that so and that's like we did an episode on like, that's how you trick people. Like Into they feel liking like, you. yeah, yeah. They feel like <laughs> they got something and now they owe you. Yeah. Um, and it's, that's just a great way to show, you know what you're talking about. Yes. It's a way to, uh, what do they call that? To, uh, all I'm thinking of is assert dominance, but I don't <laughs> think that's it. Uh, <laughs> you want to assert dominance in these yes. types of situations. Uh, you know, uh, I can't think of the word, but uh, show that you are a professional. Yes. You know what I'm getting at, right? I do. I, I wish you were saying like it in a better way, but yeah, I do like understand. Term it's- <laughs> I'm trying to think of. Uh, now I'm thinking of as a pillar of your community. <laughs> it's about asserting dominance and being a pillar of your community. Somewhere uh, in there. Okay, should I yeah. move on? I think so, yeah, <laughs> okay. but it's really going to bother me. Okay, the next thing... You should know thing... that you're like a pro in your field, that you know right. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But there's like a term for it. All right, you keep thinking on it. I'll keep going. Um, the okay. next thing is film the boring. The things that you do every day are boring to you, but they are interesting to somebody else. So don't get in the mindset of like, I'm not really doing anything cool today. Film it anyway. Make a, Find a way to make it interesting if you feel like it's boring. But the things that you know, other people don't know. That's true. And I feel like a great example of this is our best clip ever is Anthony doing a trick of like measuring over 10 to get into a corner, blah, blah, blah. What? Not anymore. Oh, okay. Surpassed him. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) surpassed him. But, but that this was like the longest number one we had. It was like, it was, it it still is. Yeah. It's probably got a hundred million views. Yes. It's insane. When we, when Anthony was like, oh, I think I have a tip. You want to film it? Sean was like, mm, this is kind of boring, but I do want to encourage this type of behavior. <laughs> so we made the clip. We posted it. It went crazy. And then all of the comments, half are like, half are, oh, only idiots wouldn't know this. But the other half is like, wow, I'm so glad because I wouldn't have thought of that. So yeah. that means that at least, you know, I think that video has like, I don't know. It has like almost 20 million on just YouTube. So yeah. it's like, Half of those people are like, wow, I really like learned something here. million on TikTok. Yeah, it's, it's like. It's got a lot of views, yeah. So it's got at least 50 million across platforms. It's debatably a boring clip because half the people already knew it. But, you know, that's still millions of people who were like, wow, I really feel like I got something out of this thing. Oh, definitely. So film the boring. It's worth it. I promise. Just because it's boring to you just means that you've seen it a lot and you know what you're talking about. So now you should share it with other people. Yes. Do you have anything else to add to that? No, I'm still trying to think of that term for like, uh, you know what I'm talking about? 
This is not making for good radio. No, it's not. It's horrible. (laughs) It's the worst. Anyway. You keep thinking of it. Whatever that thing is, I don't have it for radio. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Next is show your face. Obviously, I've said that a thousand times. I don't need to say it anymore, but put your dang face on the internet. Let people know who you are. Don't be some sort of ghost person on the internet. Yes. And the last one is... When you are scrolling through your feed, pay attention to what makes you keep watching things and what makes you scroll away from things. Because usually you have some sort of similarities to what your audience is. So pay attention to that. Use that to your advantage. When you're going through your feed, you, you're like, oh, I've swiped through that. Why did you swipe through that? What made you swipe past that? You, you stayed engaged with something the whole time. What exactly about that made you want to watch the entire thing? It's a great point. And it also, you know... You can feel less bad about like mindlessly scrolling because you're actually doing research. Do some research. The first thing was a good point. The second one, slippery slope. Because <laughs> then it's just like, I've been in that where it's like, no, I'm not I'm just scrolling research. my phone. I'm doing market research on <laughs> keeping my pulse on the heartbeat of this industry or whatever. Uh, you can really uh, easily convince yourself that uh, mindlessly scrolling is part of your work. Yeah. Uh, so uh, do that at your own discretion. Yeah. But it's a great tip to... Uh, just see, hey, what what grabbed my attention on this video? Why did I why did I just stop scrolling? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, did you come up with the word? No, I didn't. And okay. it's really infuriating me. All right. Anyway. Well, now we have to move on to the next segment because I am done all of my points and I'm done talking for now. So now it's your turn that, to talk. You honestly, <laughs> you honestly put together an amazing uh, plan there. Oh, uh, I'm so proud of you. I was <laughs> this morning taking Max to orientation for preschool. I came back. You're like, I've got everything figured out for the podcast. I got this five-step plan. Amazing job. Wait, Thank was you. it just because I wasn't there distracting you? Probably. <laughs> wow, that's horrible. Uh, it's all coming together. <laughs> yeah, it's all making sense now. I did get the a lot dots. done this morning. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, okay, well. Anywho. Okay. So now. Bad sales story. Wait, we got to say it again because we got to make a clip out of this. So it's got to be oh, we clippable. Did? Say it. Time for our bad sales story brought to you by Groundwork. Great job. Do you Thank have you. one for us? It was your week. It was, and I went through the inbox, and we got one from a feller named Joe, JDM Construction. Uh, that's all we got out of him. So, but okay. uh, Ooh. a little serious. mysterious. <laughs> um, and by the way, if you want to add your handle to these things, let us know. Oh, yeah. Because we'll, we'll, we'll say, say whatever. Anyway, okay. So, he says he went to a regular old estimate. It's... Uh, He's a fence contractor or mainly does fences or sometimes does fences. This was a (laughs) fence project and uh, very straightforward, very simple, uh, about 50 feet of wood picket fencing, like standard, super easy, um, goes out to the property, meets with the homeowner. They seem like nice enough, just no no red flags there yet. Mm -hmm. Um, does the whole the whole walk you know tells him what he's looking for where it's going to go all that kind of stuff um and then at the end of that pulls out of his pocket eight formal quotes that he has already gotten on this project that's going to cost like maybe $3,500 eight eight quotes that's so many and who has the time I don't know and (laughs) the thing this wasn't specified but the thing that comes to mind for me is like this person must have been like, I diligently need a written proposal. <laughs> like, because <laughs> most of the time, like, you, you get it's just like, you gotta... yeah, uh, it's going to be like four grand or whatever. Yeah. You know, um, this person like had <laughs> eight printed out, or maybe they were printed out emails. I don't know, but that's what it seems like so do- like yeah. deliberate to have those written down. Um, and basically, it was just like, I already got eight quotes. I'm looking for the lowest price. So if you could beat these, I guess he was the last person that they were going to call for this. Who knows? Um, maybe it wasn't. Maybe the other, maybe the seventh maybe, person. Yeah, maybe they were going to add his <laughs> add his quote to the stack yeah. and then interview somebody else. But uh, it made it seem like he was going to be the last person. <laughs> he was like, "Here are my eight. Uh, if you can beat these prices, uh, you got the job." And they were kind of all over the place. It was it, it was just like ridiculous. And uh, he said. Let me get back to you and uh, then ended up following up and passing on the job. Mm. But uh, 
A very interesting. I've never heard of. I've had people say, "Hey, we got three quotes or four quotes, but eight yeah. quotes, especially on something that's like pretty straightforward." Like, yeah, uh, you know, for a fence, it's pretty pretty simple. It's yeah. like fifty feet of fence. So, um, yeah, do a video walkthrough <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, use groundwork for that because you're Mr. Uh, Penny Pincher. You, it'll hit you with that on a video walkthrough, and you can not waste your time. But yeah. that's hilarious. That is. I mean, it's not hilarious, but it's like disturbing. I don't yeah. know what the word is. I feel is. like it's unhinged because I, I can If I, I'm thinking of putting myself in those shoes. Who's got the time? Like, to who meet has with the time? Yeah. I would not want eight separate people coming to my house. I don't want and anyone having, like, coming to my house. Talk with yeah, eight different worst. people. No, thank you. <laughs> we got a pizza delivered from DoorDash yesterday, and I made sure that I drew the shade so that <laughs> I don't have to like, you know, make eye contact with this person because they just leave it on the step, which yeah. is so nice. Makes me sound like some sort of weird recluse. Well, the other other day, uh, FedEx guy came and you were like yucking it up with with that FedEx. Well, man. That's because he not. Well, the thing with DoorDash is like you know that they're just gonna leave it there. Mm. You know, if you're if you're getting it from somewhere else where you know they're gonna knock and then that's expected, but you know they're just gonna leave it there and mm. they don't need anything from you. So then mm. if they just like see you like looking out the window, <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know. What do you do? do a I, wave? <laughs> yeah. Do I wait till they're kind of walking away so I can wave and say thanks? Like, do I greet them right at the door and say thanks? They don't, there's no exchange happening there. So right. that's where it's just like, I'd rather pretend like I don't see them, <laughs> hide in my living room. As soon as they drive away, I'll go outside and retrie- <laughs> retrieve my food. So I don't know. Uh, something to think about there. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, this was a great informative episode. Thank you so much for putting together all this research. I think I think people are going to like this one. Yeah, I hope and so. I learned a couple things myself, so thank you very much. You are very welcome. Yeah, I hope everybody liked it, and uh, I hope people use it, and I hope people try it out and let us know how it goes for them. Let us know how it goes. Uh, but as usual, make sure you follow us on your uh, podcast platform of choice. Uh, subscribe, follow. Write whatever a or something write a review uh tell somebody about it that'd yeah. be so nice um only if you're gonna tell them it's good don't tell them it's gonna suck don't do that <laughs> please please don't do that uh but also before we go off of the air uh we will be at h&a oh, for the yeah. podcast so h&a is in roughly a month i guess a little over a month a little over a month yes. um and we're gonna be there with the podcast so please if you're there come say hi Yes. We'll be around. Absolutely. We're very much looking forward to it. So Absolutely. We'll record but, uh, some episodes while we're there. Yeah, totally. Are you going <laughs> to do that? We're sure. Do a little Record dance. some episodes. Uh, okay, but until next time, this has been the Hardworking Happy Hour. See you next week. Bye.